Hello, everyone. We welcome you to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your hosts, Bernhard Gunther and Laura Matsu. And things are changing quickly, you know, a lot of happening in the world. And what we really want to focus on this podcast is the topic of the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset. And it seems like there are two realities intersecting at the same time, or there's a sort of timeline reality split, as we talked about before. And you made a very good post, uh, you know, a while back about, you know, existing uh, in this world right now, it seems like one percentage of the population lives in a certain reality and another uh, percentage of the uh, population lives in a complete different reality. Yeah. Right. Can you, what was exactly what you wrote? I said, never has it become more apparent than it has this year that you can be standing next to another person being existing in two completely alternate realities. And by the way, I just re like the reason why I said never was it, has it been more apparent is because that's pretty much the way that we exist in general, you know, like we, That's like true. we can both be at the same event and have perceive it different ways, you know, so that happens all the time, but now it's just become more obvious. And then you also have like people grouping together on one certain timeline where they're really afraid of COVID and they're like masking up and, you know, sanitizing everything and social distancing and doing all that. And then you have the people who just don't, you know, buy into this fear program about the virus and are just living their lives regularly. And I actually had that moment, we were traveling out of town um, and like I started to realize, like, I don't know, I think I kind of like float around in my own little reality sometimes, you know, but I started to realize and really connect to people and see, wow, like these people are really afraid of me, mm -hmm, you know? Yes. And the hike we went to the other day, which I also posted about, this was this was when it really clicked. Like we were on a hike um, somewhere in Sedona, and and on that, and we were there was deep into nature. Yeah, we were like an hour or two in, in two the, hours the into the canyon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so um, we walked by these people and they were wearing masks and they turned their backs to us as we walked by them. And then we walked like about like 50 to 100 feet away. And I looked behind me and their backs were still turned to the path. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, are they looking at a bird or something? And I realized they were like literally waiting. They didn't want to walk through the air that we walked through. Yeah, after. they purposely turned away from us with their masks yes. on. Yes. And um, then they wouldn't even walk through the area for at least like a minute after. And yeah. that's when I really clicked to me. I was like, like, I don't even know if they even like, like give people directions to do such extreme things, you know, but it just made me realize like, oh my God, this is going to last for a very long time. And it's not going to go away, even if there is a, I mean, even the people are saying the people who push the vaccine are saying, oh, even if we know that have a vaccine, this is still isn't going away. You're going to still have to wear a mask and live like this forever. For, for Dr. Fauci literally yeah. said that recently. Yeah, you know, if exactly. If you get the vaccines, it will still be good to social distance and, and wear, wear masks. Mask. Yeah. Now, yeah. but these people are totally, I mean, that's what I realized too. And the hike was fascinating because I'm also externally considered, I'm trying, you know, I'm really being nice, greeting them, trying to look into their eyes. They won't have it. You yeah. Know, they didn't respond. They didn't look into your eyes. Completely taken over by wetico, that fear virus. It's like an infection. 
yeah like an alien virus like a predator that yeah. has taken them over and it's really sad like in that moment you know it felt like they don't even treat you like a human they just treat you like a bundle of potential germs you know exactly. like it's very dehumanizing to be treated like that by another person doesn't matter what their reasoning is you know um, and so that that's when it really clicked. And I had that idea for a while. It was like, you know what? Even 10 years after this, people could still be wearing masks everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's like, remember post September 11th? Cause that was a similar, that was a similar, I was opposition. That was a Saturn, um, Pluto opposition. Mm -hmm. And then remember how much traveling changed after that? Like this is a conjunction. So astrologically a little bit quite a bit stronger you know but also will change history yeah and i also noticed um you know we went then a few days ago down to phoenix a bigger town just we had to go shopping <laughs> clothes and whatnot so we went to a mall but right? it was a very interesting experience I haven't been in the mall in in months and i didn't uh, i didn't wear a mask i'm not you know even it said at the entrance of the mall right don't wear a mask unless you have a health condition yeah so i'm like i've you know I have a health, I'm, I'm allergic to bullshit, first of all. <laughs> like, I cannot wear a mask, uh, period. So I went inside, and there were like hundreds, was on the weekend, it was hundreds of people, it was packed. I was literally the only one. There was one other guy. There was one, yeah. I mean, saw one guy passing by. It's kind of like recognizing each other, but everyone literally was wearing a mask. Yeah. And most of them, I realized, are just going along with it. Yeah, of course. And that's the yeah. problem, though. Yeah. Like, you know, even though they know it's bullshit, but they just do because everybody else is doing it. They don't want to Well, bother. they don't do it just because everybody else is doing it. What happened is we went into a store that had their own policy that basically said, you can't be in the store without a mask so yeah. you can enter the mall you know but you can't be in the individual yeah. I, mean, I went to the store anyway didn't go on mask and the guy came up to me hey you have to put on the mask and i'm like no i can't <laughs> and then well you can still check out we can still take your money yeah but you have to leave the store that's yeah that's you know that's it's all up to individual store policy but so people know, aren't but but by the way i just want to touch on that people yeah. aren't just going along with it just because whatever they're doing it because they know if they don't, they can't go into the stores and buy things, basically. You know, it's going to be the same thing with, like, the vaccine certificate to travel. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So people yeah, but on that people level, will get the vaccine even though they don't want to because they want to go to a concert or to travel or yeah, whatever. You corporations. Know? But <clears throat> on that note, I think civil disobedience is very important in this day and age. The more, you know, we just do not go along with these draconian regulations, which are unconstitutional anyways, especially in the US, right? Um, the more power we really would really have. And at this point, I'm also more actively supporting businesses. There are a few local businesses here uh, that do not enforce their masks. You know, yeah. the, even the employees, they don't wear masks. I actively support these businesses, especially smaller businesses. Yeah. And I actively do not support businesses that enforce masks. I'm like, okay, you're not going to get my business. Yeah. Period. Especially like I heard it's kind of scary. I mean, I've kind of just realized that the days of like freely traveling are over and like just looking back on those times when I was able to do that, like, um, but um, I heard the guy from Walk Away, Brandon Straka, I think his name is, he was in an airport recently and there was an armed guard walking around and asking people to pull the mask up over their nose 
So that's what I notice. A lot of people don't pull it over their nose. So that's yeah. like the next level of policing is like literally asking people. And to- we do know scientifically that masks do not work. I mean, you even got uh, put into Facebook jail for posting a sign scientific study was yeah. it a denmark study yeah the denmark study it's in spectator yeah, yeah where they did a i think it was a randomized control trial it was basically the highest quality of scientific evidence you could get it was written by a professor of evidence-based medicine at oxford the study wasn't done by him but the article was written by him and um yeah he he posted on his twitter that it was being censored on facebook but even today get even further they were literally even jailing people for sharing that article yeah like from like ox like like a written by a professor of oxford like it's just the level of censorship is just astounding actually Yeah, yeah like because they can't they don't know what to do at this point you know there's a lot of really smart people who are actually also waking up because it's just you just need a firm sense of logic basically common you know? sense you exactly. know even, even if you look factual the survival rate is 99.997 percent yeah right and now we're in the flu season now everybody has COVID again obviously uh, apparently there's an extreme lockdown in california the mayor of la uh, garcetti and and the governor installing draconian regulations and then, but then the sheriff of of of, oh, yeah, of, of the California Ventura County, or like Ventura County can, yeah, they're coming out and saying they won't won't reinforce it. Yeah, it's exactly. unconstitutional. So that's what's happening. You know, yeah. again, that kind of splitting. So people are going to there's more crackdown, so to speak, draconian laws and and imprisoning people. Yeah, but more people are at the same time awakening and saying what the what the fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So there's like the counter push, which needs to happen. And there's been a lot of protests. I think more in, in Europe, people were going in the streets to protest the, the lockdowns as opposed to the US. But in the US, what we have going on here is this whole election fraud, which is also now started with um, Giuliani, uh, Giuliani and yeah. uh, Sidney Powell, all the lawsuits in, in the and different Lynn states. Wood. Lynn yeah. Wood as well. They're amazing warriors. But the mainstream media... The Mockingbird media is not reporting it. They are still daring to say that there's no evidence of fraud. Yeah. Despite the fact that Giuliani, no, they, they have thousands of uh, affidavits no, three, sworn. No, hundreds, hundreds, not thousands. Okay. But they have thousands of pages of affidavits. <laughs> of pages, hundreds exactly. of, of, of witness testimonies. And, Under oath, you know. Yeah. So and, the evidence is there. You just need to look at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, the mainstream media has just gone to the point where they're just blatantly lying at this point. It's yeah. like really gaslighting, lying, yeah. propaganda. Yeah, and they justify it. Like, I don't know if you listened to the any of the Project Veritas. It was awesome. He somehow got on the morning conference call with all the producers. And CNN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and them talking about their agenda for the day, you know, and they basically on one of the calls are like literally talking about, oh, we don't need to talk about the Hunter Biden story, you know, and like yeah. just telling uh, people what stories to avoid, even saying that, I forget what they said about Rudy Giuliani, but like talking shit about rudy giuliani you know and basically calling they called him a useful idiot actually you know and i think actually like the thing is is like a part of them in their own self-righteousness i think believes the bullshit that they're saying that's the whole thing like i think about that a lot i was like do they 
actually know that they're lying or have they bought into their bullshit? And chances are on a conscious level, they've actually bought into their bullshit. That's a, that's a really good question because I've been thinking about, we've talked about this recently. There are various types of people, especially in the media. More and more people are waking up. That's why even James O'Keefe from the Project Veritas, Veritas who is who's now leaking the these Zoom calls or editorial calls from yeah. CNN yeah. because of a whistleblower within CNN. So mm-hmm. there are journalists who have a conscience realize this has nothing to do with journalism anymore. Yeah. You know, this is all lies, propaganda, and all that, so it's stepping up. But it's an interesting point because I feel some people, especially in, in, on the high ups in the mainstream media, the Mockingbird media, CNN, New York Times, and whatnot, Many of them are in on it. They're ex-intelligence uh, operators, actors. I right? think few of them. You think many of them? So I don't know. It's hard to say. A few of them. I mean, it's compartmentalization. Yeah. You know what I mean? So on the high ups, I would I would feel that they are, they know what's going on, right? Yeah, they are yeah. part of the deep state, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And then they're the quote-unquote useful idiots who just go along with it, who just believe uh, the, the, the propaganda. Yeah. And then a lot of people because of their self-interest, self-concern, their career concerns, yes. right? They don't yeah. want to lose their job, you know, and all of that. They just go along with it. Yeah. And then the whole other aspect, people who are severely infected by this media um, created, artificially created TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. Like it's only driven by Trump hating. It's yeah. not based on truth and facts. You know, a lot of people who support Biden, it's because not because they like Biden or his politics or what, it's just because they hate Trump. Yeah. And I just want to touch on something about that, like fear of people speaking out, because that's really important, because it's also becoming more necessary that people start speaking out as time goes on. You know, this woman, um, she wrote, she's a scientist who writes about um, gender, but not in the not in the way that the leftists like her name is Deborah. So Dr. Deborah. So I think she's Canadian. I'm not sure. But she she said on Twitter the other day, the fear of being canceled and mobbed is worse than actually going through it, because obviously. Mm-hmm. if you start questioning you know the leftist ideas on gender where they're basically trying to abandon biology altogether and say that gender is like a construct that you get to decide on so that's up for debate you know um but but the fear of being canceled is actually worse than actually going through it like you and i i've we've been canceled this year like officially you know yeah. and i've been canceled by my friends as well like old friends like any person who i knew from like before my awakening process who kind of was just friends with me because we had been friends for so long and they kind of saw me as like the weird spiritual person, you know, they turned heavily against me once I started speaking out. Um, And it actually wasn't that bad because number one, I didn't have much in common with these people in the end, you know, and it actually kind of showed their true colors, you know, it really showed you, okay, you're are you just like if you're willing to attack someone that you know for a really long time for their belief systems or whatever then they're not your real friend you know but the fear of being canceled is actually worse than actually doing it because if you have to i know for myself like if i have to work and i have worked for many jobs in the past or had to suppress a part of myself you know it was extra draining to have to constantly police myself in those environments to not say the right thing and to be inauthentic basically yeah. you yeah. know I've, so i've been canceled by uh the la yoga wellness community <laughs> and the conspirituality uh, podcasts yeah put on the list you know and all of that is kind of actually 
fired back because I actually got uh, more exposure for my work on Veil of Reality, you know, mm. the link to some of my articles and thought, you know, people go there and see how crazy it is, but actually turn more people on. So it's kind of like the saying goes, no, uh, any publicity is good publicity in a sense, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, there's, so that's what we are in the times we're in, right? There's a great awakening and also the fear programming and the great reset. So let's talk about this uh, great reset, which is coming more and more to the surface. There was even an article, or uh, actually, uh, uh, on Time Magazine on the on the front page about the great reset as well. Yeah, and, and there was more also major publications that were that were pushing the great reset just beyond time, and it was coming pretty much in the middle of this like COVID stuff this year. Exactly, that came out. So, what is the great reset? Yeah, so it's uh, organized by the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, and it's pretty much like all the powerful people, all the billionaires, Prince Charles, you know, all the all the globalists, they get together um, basically to plan the future of humanity exactly, <laughs> without yeah. us knowing about it. Um, yeah. So they meet in this summit, you know, and people involved are like George Soros, Bill Gates, Greta Thunberg, Al Gore, Prince Charles, and Klaus Schwab. He's kind of like the evil mastermind <laughs> behind it. Like I'm who laughing looks like, because I have like he he is the founder of the uh, um, World Economic Forum CEO, yeah. and, and he's like a billionaire himself, isn't yeah, he, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, Klaus Schwab. And I'm laughing because when you know when you listen to him talk, he you have to <laughs> he is he is the typical like I have to almost it's sad because he, but he fits the typical Hollywood stereotypical German. image of the villain with <laughs> this extreme strong German accent the evil German <laughs> archetype exactly exactly so it's just really the Trojan horse to implement the globalist, communist, socialist, new world order. Exactly. You know? so they first announced it in January 2020, talked about the Great Reset, right before it actually COVID truly hit or was became more, you know... Yeah, uh, but keep in mind, this is a Saturn-Pluto conjunction as well. Exactly, so. happened around that time. And they then want to officially implement... They first wanted to implement it in January 2021 coming up but then they're pushed back now to may to officially start quote-unquote the great reset and they want to get all countries involved or everything needs to be uh, on the same page and the same board yeah the un is highly tied into it and the thing is is if you were to just read it you know their agenda some people would be like oh this sounds good like sustainable development goals and fighting climate change yeah they use all of these catchphrases that appeals to people's like virtue you know but then if you analyze how actually how they're going to implement this what it really basically means is a global totalitarian government you know more more control for the government and more control for a one world government and less freedom as individual countries and as individuals so that's really what it comes down to and this is a long-range plan this is like a few decades in the works as no, well I, the great reset is, is basically the the official plan of the marxist socialist communist new world order that has been in plan for decades what we see now is not didn't happen overnight yeah right and i personally came across already this whole idea of of the new socialist new world order and what we're seeing happening now already like in the 90s you know when i first heard it from even i remember david ike talking about it in in the 90s and one of the goals was also like to destroy individual countries national sovereignties and also destroy economies and i already heard in the 90s that the goal of the globalists was to destroy 
the U.S. economy to render it into a third world country. Mm. In the sense that was the was that would be seeing now what they're trying to achieve under the umbrella of COVID, right? And the lockdowns, they're destroying small businesses. They're trying to des destroy the economy, the middle class. Yeah. And also people are unemployed. They don't have anything. So they need, you know, uh, the support of the state. Yes, right, with yeah. With the payouts, with the also the the dangling carrot of universal income. Yeah, that's and what they want to do. They also want to drive. I mean, America already is deep in debt. You know, like trillions and trillions of dollars. But what they want to implement, they want to they want to get a, rid of everyone's student loan debts, which sounds great to every to everyone. You know, but number one, like, where is that money coming from? You know, and number two, like, there's also something to be said about just getting something for free, like. Imagine struggling in the first five, 10 years of your business to pay off your student loan debt and then COVID hits and someone gets their student loan debt paid off by the government just automatically. Not paid off by the government, actually paid off partially by you yeah. as well. Um, so they see COVID as like this great this great crisis, as a great opportunity, you know? Yeah. Because during these times, I mean, Canada is already rolling along with the Great Reset um, pretty fast because they have this, I think it's called like CERB. It's like this coronavirus like everyone ba basically who got uh their job affected by covid is getting a couple grand at least a month you know so once we start moving towards universal basic income and then also um only having a few shops that we can buy things from you know like it's we're really just like you realize how fragile the United States are because it would actually only take a few steps to move towards this you yeah. know and that yeah, you know, that uh, let's let's um, share some quotes from from those players, so to speak, from Klaus Schwab himself. You should say it in your German, <laughs> extra German. Now is the historical moment of time, not only to fight the virus, but to shape the system. <laughs> That's what he would say. Yeah. Now is the historical moment of time, not only to fight the virus, but to shape the system. You know, so they're using this COVID crisis. You know, they see this COVID crisis as a great opportunity, literally. Yeah. Right. That's that really said. Even Prince Charles said, you know, who was also speaking at the World Economic Forum, we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. Here's the word again: sustainable. This is under this virtual signaling. Are we doing this better? And it's all under the umbrella of climate change fighting. Even Al Gore, you know, is fear mongering. It's worse than ever before, and it's it's whole idea of like make make humanity guilty like you are responsible for everything that's happening in the world yeah. and they sell the lie of human-made climate change and that's a whole trigger topic maybe for many listeners as well um i wrote an article about it and i really recommend for if you haven't read it yet um to read it on my website veilofreality.com it's called climate change and the time of transition we look at climate change more from the perspective of the evolution of consciousness that for example yes climate is changing but it's not quote-unquote man-made all of that, you know, there's, yeah, man-made even with regards to, um, what do you call it, geoengineering and all of that, chemtrails. But there's also something bigger happening in the cosmos, in the universe, right, that affects everything. And our consciousness affects even the climate and whatnot in different ways. But it's not because of CO2 and all of that. That's a big lie. You know, the zero, what do they call the, 
zero emissions. The zero emissions, what they try to achieve, which is nearly impossible anyway, and tax everyone. Yeah. Right. And, and make never everybody mind. responsible. And, and under this umbrella, this virtual signaling of like, oh, we need to save uh, the world. Yeah, it's called greenwashing. It's right. where people like corporations put like a green, uh, like they they market their company or their, their values as being environmentally sound in order to push the agenda further. And never mind the fact that also, you know, as far as like, waste and pollution china is like one of the biggest perpetrators of that and then as well they're behind like there's no one who wants the globalist socialist new world order more than china in fact they want to be in control of it yeah you know so there's many different uh and there's another i want to also quote klaus schwab here again The COVID pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. The world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and econ economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate in every industry from oil to gas to tech must be transformed. And he even like particular points out that Carl Schwab he wants to work with the Gates Foundation. Yeah. And that's a whole other, you know, topic tied to Bill Gates, the the vaccinations, COVID vaccine, which is a whole sinister agenda in itself. Right? In in regards to global um population control and social engineering. Even on the side now we can go, go on this deeper Uh, Robert F. Kennedy recently came out with a statement to avoid the COVID, upcoming COVID vaccine at all costs because it, this is not just about detoxing, but it changes your DNA, your RNA genetics, right? Mm -hmm. And can have permanent uh, damage that is irreversible. Do you know where he posted that? Because I saw that going around, but I couldn't actually find the original source. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would imagine on his Twitter. Uh, no, no it's not Instagram? on He's used his Instagram, but it wasn't on his Instagram. Okay, maybe somewhere else. So I just want to like, I tried to check the source of that, you know, so that's I'm not sure where it was posted. So I just want to also put that 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 was like okay, just with a grain of a grain of salt just yeah. because people tend to share yeah, things but it is you know it ties into also um 5G's uh, even upcoming 6G AI transhumanism and injecting people with substances that they can even be then remotely controlled in, in other in other ways i mean that goes really down the rabbit hole um but really like going back to the great reset you know essentially it's a massive trojan horse Right, it's an uh, archetypal Hegelian dialect of problem, reaction, solution. Right, it's it's a solution basically. The globalists had the solution already in their pockets before they created the quote unquote problem, which COVID, right, the pandemic, and now the brainwashed people who believe all the lies and propaganda of this pandemic uh, will welcome this their reaction, this totalitarian communist socialist technocratic solution right, mm -hmm. for their safety. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, even this is like, it's how the devil works as well with this free stuff. Oh, you have universal income, we're going to give you money. You yeah. know, and one of the slogans, very disturbing of the Great Reset Economic Forum was, uh, what was it? Oh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. You own nothing, you'll be happy, exactly. Yeah. Right? And under this virtual signaling of like equal, equal, um, equality. equality and equity and everybody has access to everything, at the same time, right? And 
but it it violates a universal law because there's nothing free in the entire universe. Yeah. Right? No, it doesn't violate that I'd law. Violate, it's, it's that they're not actually telling you what you have to pay with. Yeah. So they're telling you it's free, but it does come at a price. It's come at a price and your freedom and like it also a karmic price. You yeah, know, and a long term price for humanity as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's really, you know, people sometimes wonder why are all these lockdowns and all this craziness happening internationally if this is a u.s political you know ploy because and the great reset kind of ties it all together because if you think about it if this is meant to kind of like usher in this globalist socialist new world order then many countries will be uh pushing the fear and the lockdown so that they can implement it within their country so it kind of ties it all together and the un is like really like the behind it as well the UN, UN has always been for people who know and have done the research over the years has always been the public face of the new world order yeah right so they're just you know uh, in cahoots of you know i mean the, the world economic forum great reset you know they are in cahoots with the un with the world health organization yeah. with the ccp and all of that you know and you know the one thorn that's in their eye on their agenda is trump yeah and the u.s Right, he was even invited to uh, speak at the World Economic Forum. Um, what was it like earlier this year? They originally, a- so they originally tried to get Trump on board, and they invited him to the one in January. You know, um, and then they had another one in the middle of this year. I think I don't no, know. No, they- no, he talked. He speak. You know, I saw the speech he gave at the. World Economic Forum, and he basically gave the proverbial middle finger, right? Yeah. Speaking out against globalists, against socialism, yeah, and also against the fear mongering of this apocalyptic idea of climate change fear. Especially, like Gore engages that, oh my God, we are in the last eleventh hour again, you know? Yeah, we're going to destroy ourselves and all of that. So he was speaking out, and shortly after, um, literally two days after Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum. George Soros, George came, Soros in- came out, who is also big in you know in cahoots with with Klaus Schwab and all these people, and said that the 2020 U.S. election will determine the fate of the whole world. And this was two days after Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum. Exactly. Um, and then he also said this was um, earlier. Actually, he said clearly, I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in 2020. I mean, that in itself is just such a sociopathic statement. Like he yeah. has the, the... Who is the guy to say that anyway? Nobody yeah. elected because, him. <laughs> because he, he understands that he has so much influence, you know? So yeah. he, he, he feels confident in yeah. the fact that he could basically not get Trump elected. And you see that with him like electing all the DAs who keep letting people out for their riots and and Tifa. And like, I mean, that's a whole other story on its own. And he was also speaking at the UN in 2000, November, 2019, Trump was speaking at the UN, also giving the proverbial middle finger right before COVID happened and basically speaking out literally against the globalists, right against their agenda. So he made it clear that no, we're not going along with that. And that's what we're seeing happening right now. That's why with the election fraud and everything, the globalist's puppet is Biden. They need him to come in, right? They'll eliminate to him though, down. too. Yeah, he's just a puppet. He's just yeah. expansible, but he needs he's, he uh, needs to quote unquote defeat Trump in order to, so they can get along with the great reset in the US uh, is being destroyed from within. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. It doesn't mean, again, 
you know, we're not implying, and we have talked about this before, that Trump is the savior of the world. Like, there's so many factors coming in. Just be, you know, even with my uh, my um, impression right now is that Trump will stay another four years. The election fraud will be very obvious. It doesn't mean that it all just will go away. No, <laughs> right? it'll that, actually that get worse. It get worse will intensify, yeah. right? This still plays a part. We need to step up ourselves. It's not projecting safer qualities externally completely. Uh, but he's a thorn in the eye of the socialist globalists. Yeah, because he pulled reset. out of the he pulled out of the WHO. He also pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's that's what's happening, you know. And the, and um, but again, going back, if you read through the the website of the World Economic Forum about the Great Reset, as you mentioned before, it kind of sounds great, like this utopian thing. But if you read between the lines understand you know double speak orwellian language you know all of that it's actually very disturbing it's almost like a fusion of orwell's 1984 and Aldous huxley's brave new world yeah they also want to uh, you know um and what is it called agenda is it agenda 21 is that the one that or? was yeah now it's extended to agenda 2030 yeah sustainable development goals and stuff um you know like i actually lived at a place which taught the sustainable development goals at one point, the eco-village, and it sounded really good on paper, you know, but when I actually read up about it, a lot of the values that we were living by out there went against the SDGs, which was also for people no longer to own land. Yeah. They wanted to just cramp people into apartments and stack them on top of each other, less space for individuals, you know. So basically, now we also read so on the website that in 2021 in May, you know, it's a, that's their next uh, summit, so to speak. I think in Lucerne this time, Switzerland, and it will be used to introduce um, the World Economic Forum will be used to introduce via network of connected big tech corporations because big tech is in, in it as well as we obviously already realized online activist activist movements and compliant local and national governments something they call the great reset it's a commitment that they have to use the panic and fear basically generated from uh, the pandemic as a means to reshape all of our economies and move to a new form of quote capitalism which is more like a marxist socialist communist technocratic fusion of all the worst systems <laughs> focuses on uh, net zero emissions so yeah, and I'd also just like to, you know, like people always ask me when I talk about this topic, like, what do we actually do about it, you know? And the number one thing to do is since they are trying to control people through fear, you know, you have to, in these times, you have to actually develop a better relationship with your fear. Even if you want to go out without a mask, for instance, you could have someone yell at you or project on you or do some crazy shit, you know? So you, it's about developing a better relationship with your fear to start with, you know, like that's where it begins because, you know, um, we can be informed about these topics intellectually all we want, but it also depends on our relationship with fear as well and not fall yep. into the same doom and gloom mindset that they're actually trying to push, you know, by becoming aware of these topics as well. You know, like I'm aware of these topics yet at the same time, like I 
more imagine like the world that I want to live in. And then I create it through my life's work, basically. And action. And, and action. And right. literally my whole life is, just, and the way that I live my life and the philosophy, I like, you know, are the work that we offer, the courses we offer, the sessions I do with people, even the passions I have, it's all built around being a person who lives in the world that I want to live in. So rather than like making myself adjust to the world that exists right now, which I've removed myself from because I'm self-employed. I really work on things that I'm passionate about. I don't follow orders from anyone. Basically I work, you know, we work together. Um, that's how I eliminate myself from this system, you know? And so a lot of people wonder like, what, what do I do? What do I do? Number one, don't like ask other people what to do for starters, <laughs> but you need to also find what is your own unique purpose and role to play yes. within this. Because yeah. another thing I think we'll touch on this more later after we talk about the great awakening is we're about to enter a new cycle, a new age, whatever you want to call it. You know, um, I'm going to talk about the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, but this is a 20 year cycle, you know, and it's going to show up in our individual lives in different ways, you know? So if you're holding on to like these old Saturnian structures, i.e. you're looking for like a paycheck from someone who tells you what to do and they have complete control over even what you say online, you know, now is the actual time to reevaluate that because there's a huge shift happening, you know? And some people are going to literally still stay trapped within these systems, you know, and then some people are going to make the exit. Yeah, no, very good, important point. We can shift into that as well. I mean, here's the thing. I, it's definitely not about getting into doom and gloom. It's definitely about being aware, like we just shared, this is their plan. This is their intention. You know, it doesn't mean that we'll be able to go through with it. It's being aware of it. Even if the vaccination, it sounds, you know, very hor horrifying. Can, can, that can create fear in itself. You project in the future, oh my God, is it going to be mandatory vaccinations? Is it going to fuck up my DNA, my whole being, and I get sick? And I'm being controlled remotely, you know, through 5G, 6G, transhumanism. You can go down the rabbit hole of doom and gloom, even if the Great Reset it's important to, I think, to be aware of it. Almost know their enemy, yeah. But don't take the, don't find to the fear. Don't, don't believe that this is going to be the future. Period. Yeah. Right. And I, on that note, I also want to mention that I see this a lot, and I recently discussed it with somebody, um, an online friend on on Facebook as well. There's this, and I wrote about it in in my article, in my I think QAnon article, a while back. This doom and gloom energy even within the quote-unquote truth movement of course there's a doom and gloom like, energy in the truth movement yeah, yeah, but you it's know? like yeah it's it's you know <clears throat> but the, you know like like my friend said they like vision death is they, it comes from a very atheistic nihilistic place where they yeah. see traps everywhere yes right? yes everything yeah. is a trap even the fringe the tunnel of light is a trap and we're in this prison and Trump is the Antichrist, actually, and it's it's controlled opposition, and yeah. Q is an AI program, and, and like there's no way out. There's just it's just almost a form of paranoia. It is a form of it's a form of psychosis, yeah. is what it is. And it usually, like I feel, like what is that person carrying that they're fearful of everything around them? That's the first question I think of, you know, because I know for myself when I was very distrustful of my environment, every person in it, you know, that came from my own trauma, from my own wounds, you know? So it's, we have to really check ourselves. And I'm sure people who, who are listening to our podcast, you know, is there's a 
there's a there's a way and I think this is actually the way out of 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 actually approaching these kinds of topics of being able to look at it objectively yes. but in order to do so that's easier said than done you know because people think that looking objectively is just escaping into your head you know it's being able to be like okay this is information this is how it affects me this is what it brings up for me you know so if there is fear there explore that use that as a process of self inquiry but at the same time you can maintain some distance because you can witness not only the information and you can also look at the information objectively, which is also key, you know, but you can also look at your response to it because that's really uh, like the self-knowledge, the inner, the inner part, like the, the great awakening, you know, just a other part of the topic of this podcast is, is yes, it is definitely um, facilitated through waking up to more cor corruption and craziness in the world. But the internal process is what created this. Like, I actually truly believe that the fact that like all of this shit is coming out is a testament to human consciousness as well. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, shit is coming out. Shit is hitting the fan. I know from working with many people on their own spiritual path, that when shit starts coming out and shit starts hitting the fan, it usually means that there's a positive evolutionary process taking place there. Exactly. That's what, you know, you a very important point also go just want to touch on some of them what you just meant just just looking at it objectively it doesn't mean going into the head disconnected from your body but using it as self-inquiry that's what Gurdjieff called self-remembering very important practice what is self-remembering meaning being aware of your internal state and the external state at the same time easier said than done it takes yeah. practice it takes mindfulness not mindfulness pop spirituality but really a deeper embodied presence And being curious about your reactions, even with information, you know, whatever it brings up within you, then look within what it brings up with you. Where's it coming from? Where's the fear really ta um, tagging in? Where's yeah, it coming like what from? What are you really afraid of? Instead of then like externalizing, oh my God, we are fucked and this and that. Yeah. And right? this doesn't mean not to speak out, actually. The, yeah, more, exactly. the more that you can gain that objective awareness on your own inner state, the more that it actually can propel you to do what's right. Like, you know, you and I, I know, especially for me, like, because I started speaking speaking out about these topics more this year and it really felt like you know all of my wounds around being bullied or feeling ostracized or feeling like an outsider you know all of these wounds that I've carried my whole life like got like ignited through speaking out and having people project yeah. on me you know and there's a part of myself this kind of like objective witness who is able to hold that like wounded part of myself as I did the right thing anyway you know because also this objective witness you know observer that we develop through intentional self-work also knows the difference between right and wrong you know and and it's our wounded parts that use t that tend to go towards whatever feels comfortable or whatever will keep us small you yeah. know so that objective part can actually hold the wounded part to be like okay you know even even with me like sometimes if I, if I like go into like the grocery store here which you don't have to wear a mask sometimes I'm like fuck like I can just feel people's eyes on me and it makes me uncomfortable but at the same time I'm like you know what no I'm gonna do this because it actually for me it's a symbol of protest at this point you know and 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 I can hold that part of myself who's a little bit afraid you know so we have right. to be able to have that ability to witness and hold ourselves through these times, you yeah. know, and not be external, externally focused. Yeah. Now you made also a very great point in analogy 
about all this stuff that's coming up out of the shadows in the world and exposed and the craziness, which always been there, but it's not coming now to light, mm -hmm. is actually testimony. It's a sign that we are in the shift of consciousness, actually in the positive sense. Yeah. Because it has to come out. The dark, you know, uh, as Carl Jung said, you know, like with the, uh, one doesn't become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Yeah. In a sense, right? Yeah. So that's what's happening. And then that also ties into the self-work process because what people understand, anybody who's sincerely uh, involved in, in self-work, you know, on a basic psychological level or even spiritual esoteric level, it's not a comfortable process. Yeah. Shadow work is messy. It brings up stuff you don't want to feel, you don't want to see. Yeah. So many people have this misconception the awakening process is just external information or just engage in a little bit self-work and then, oh, I feel good and love, light and bliss. No, we experience it each time when we have a course, even our current course installment of Embodied Soul Awakening, which we go through with a, a group of 25 people, you know, we know it works when this stuff comes out, when people get triggered, when, mm -hmm. you know, when these emotions that have been buried are coming out, which we have suppressed for so long. Yeah. Right. But that's where the rubber hits the road and most people don't want to go there. Yeah. Right. And then they start externalizing because well, yeah. going back to the awakening process, the true great awakening, right, which has also been kind of used by the Q crowd and whatnot. And yeah, it's about also like exposing evil in the world and becoming aware of that. But a true awakening has not much to do with how much you're aware of the matrix and the evil forces externally, yeah. but your own soul embodiment, yeah. your own connection to God and the divine. That's the true awakening. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's also the thing that the this world, like this Western world sorely needs. I was watching this video on the Epoch Times about socialism and communism and how they really just erode the moral fabric of society. Because if you erode the moral fabric of society, you have a bunch of people who don't know the difference between right and wrong and just do whatever feels good. Yeah. Very similar to people actually on the spiritual path, you know, mm -hmm. it's like majority of people on the spiritual path are just doing it to feel better, to feel some relief. That's all fine and good, you know, but also, you know, the keep the key the keep the key premise of Buddhism is life contains suffering. And the more that you meet your suffering and the more that you meet your own death you know the more that you actually tr start to truly value life yeah. as well yes. so it's not about and this is like i would say like 80 to 90 percent of people on the spiritual path actually do it to feel good and to prop up their ego and it's a form of spiritual materialism because because you have to be a certain type of person to want to actually go into those places you know yeah. you have to have some actually faith that this is this your soul has to have some sort of faith that this is what I'm here for and it doesn't matter how much it hurts and it doesn't matter how much it changes my life or you know re um you know uh just just changes my world around me you know Yes, like, that's, so, that's what most people are waiting for, the world to change for them. Yes. Right? But we need to engage now. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to be the, you know, as, <laughs> you know, the, the Gandhi saying, and Gandhi has is, is a topic on its own, <laughs> right? But being the change you want to see in the world, there's yeah. truth to that, right? Yeah, and that's the opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. And I see, you know, with all of this corruption being exposed, what it actually presents people on a silver platter is like the ability to be disillusioned by the world, you know, yeah. which is actually a really important stage on the spiritual path. Like, I think mine was like, literally when I was like 14, I read Adbusters before Adbusters became the establishment where they were talking about how the media just brainwashes people, you know, and just affects the psyche of people. And I, and I realized in that moment, I was like, holy shit, because I was like listening to Britney Spears when I was like 12, you know, like 
I grew up around the whole pop culture. And I realized, wow, like I've been entrapped by this system who just wants to control my mind, you know? And that was a profound disillusionment process. And I know from that point on, I can never look at billboards or advertisements the same. And that happened when I was 14. But a lot of people have bought into this mainstream culture. And it's gotten also very sophisticated. I have to say the leftist agenda has really played on people's need to feel like good, great people. And I really realized the other day, you know, the best way to get a good person to do some evil things is convince them that they're doing a good thing. You know, right, exactly. it's so sociopathic yeah. and manipulative. And so, you know, a lot of people have bought into this mainstream culture as being basically like their Lord and Savior, you know? Yeah, like they, it's, it's like the ultimate virtue signaling. There's a holier than thou, yeah. right? We are, you know, yeah, and just but, but, but trusted in like, it's, this is this is the cycle we're going through. Saturn represents, you know, legacy media, leg, leg, legacy government, the royal family, you know, people have put all of their trust in these old systems, which are breaking down. Yeah. So they can either take this as an opportunity for awakening and be like, holy shit, like what's happening to the world that I knew, you know, um, and wake up to it. And then also deal with their own inner process in, re in relation to that. Exactly. I mean, that's go going, you know, you're talking more about this, this great awakening, that's the counterforce, because that's whatever the great reset and the agenda of the globalists and what's happening in the world. Right, that's their plan. It's been their plan all along. I mean, that's that's I said as many before. I'm having the time of my life right now because what's happening right now I've seen coming for the past 20 years. I've talked about many others as well. Yeah. And now it's becoming more obvious. It didn't happen overnight. It's been building up. Right. This is the end game. Right. But it is an opportunity. Right. This is an immense opportunity, and you know it's an immense opportunity for awakening. Because why great awakening? A lot of people who have been quote-unquote asleep and you've experienced, I've experienced, people have approached me, you know, who dismissed me before, even attacked me, coming to me or writing to me, you know what, I can see now you've been right all along. It's not about popping up my ego, but the point is that people are starting to see like, oh my, something is off, something is not right. If you have some sort of healthy spiritual immune system, like a bullshit meter that works within mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you see that something is not right. And then naturally people start to question. Yeah. And the more you push people, the more you take their freedoms away, right? There is a large percentage that will like, hold on, this is not right. Yeah, on a basic like primal level, if you go out in the world and you see the fear in people, you realize this is not we're in a really bad place for humanity. We're in a really yeah. fragile place, you know? Like, you, all you have to be is tuned in. Like, like for me, I, t I actually, uh, like, tend to want to, like, uh, elect to check out because it's so intense. Like, it's actually scary to see how afraid people are of each other, no, you know? That's, I mean, that's the fear virus, and that's, that's what we need to counter because you mentioned something before. It's kind of, quote unquote, almost easy to get along. Like, oh, I'm just going to wear a mask not to deal with anybody's energies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But that ties into the saying, again, the famous quote by Krishnamurti, it's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Yeah. And that's what you're doing if you go along with the program. And there's also, uh, there's a famous quote, I don't forget who it's by, but, you know, like the cost of silence is actually far greater than speaking out. So if you just go along with it, you know, and just be like, whatever. I think Jordan Peterson said that. Yeah, maybe. and there's a few yeah. people I think who said it, but that's, that's the main thing. You know, like for me, I felt very vulnerable to be, quote unquote, breaking the rules in America because 
because I'm not, I'm in an immigration process and whatnot. But at a point I was like, you know what? Like I just kind of like weighed the odds. I was like, at some point listening to your conscience. Yeah. Right? It's not even just listening to conscience. It's like looking at it logically and practically, you know, like um, some, for some people, they literally can't even enter into certain stores without wearing a mask. And that's across, like, that's in California where we just were, yeah. you know, you, but you can enter into the same stores in Arizona, you know, as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, so there is, there is these two different realities, you know, at the same time. And I see even the, the right, you know, like through their own Christian lens, they actually have a moral framework, you know, the left doesn't, they seem like they act like they have a moral framework, but it's based off of like critical race theory mainly actually. And the idea that all like of America is America is the worst and needs to be destroyed and it's racist. There's no spiritual foundation. There's no spiritual foundation. And this framework was literally invented by people who had PhDs, who wrote a couple books that really went viral in culture. That's what it comes down to. You know, like a Buddhist has a moral framework, you know, a Christian has a moral framework. We all have these like, like the point of religion is, you know, to give us a moral framework so that we know how to operate within reality to such an extent that we know how to like be good people basically. Yeah. And then it reaches the other extreme where it becomes dogmatic. Right? right. But what we have in the West, you know, is we don't have a strong moral framework. Like Christianity got pushed to like, as being like, Oh, you know, like you're just, just fundamentalist Christian. Understandably kind of. so because it's been used and abused even the Pope. I mean, like yeah. we forgot to mention him. Pope Francis is a, full-on deep state asset and part of the great reset economic forum and all of that and yeah. he even came out recently uh defending the lockdown and supporting was even vaccinations and all of that yeah it's like that um who's that guy who came that archbishop who came out and wrote that letter about um, trump i forgot his name but that was an amazing really letter. great letter um he even also spoke out against the pope yeah, he spoke out against the uh, Catholic swamp. You know, there's, the swamp, there's a swamp exactly. within all of these arenas, you know. Yeah. But the point is, is that this sense of religious, um, this the, having a strong religious foundation is actually what gets in the way of them implementing socialist, communist, you know, values, basically. Because if people have that framework to go by, then that will often... Um, that will often clash with what they're trying to sell people, basically. And I think on that note, if I may expand on that, talking about God and faith, and we, we talk a lot about the importance to have a relationship to the divine. And even our, in our program, we always have, you have the fourfold approach on all levels. It's integral, mm-hmm. right? You have the, the basic, the physical, the emotional, psychological, intellectual, and, and also the, the, the spiritual, obviously. But ultimately it is, you know, uh, not spiritual bypassing. You need to do your inner work. But, you know, I got very inspired uh, by the attorney or lawyer also, Lynn Wood, right, who works with Sidney Powell. Yeah. With all his tweets. This guy has become fearless mm-hmm. in this way, he speaks out more and more. It, uh, really, t- truly inspiring. But then some of his uh, his followers ask him, why do you have so much courage? And he says, like, because I have faith in God or mm-hmm. my relationship to God and the divine. Yes. And that I can see in myself as well. People sometimes ask me, why do you have so much courage to do this and that? Well, yeah, there's courage. Courage also definition is to do despite fear, just to act with courage. That's the warrior attitude of of Castaneda's teachings as well, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the more I have a stronger relationship to the divine, my true self, and have faith, understanding there's a much bigger pr- uh, process happening. You know, I get out of my own um, self interest, my own ego shell. 
right? Yeah. Or on my own fears. It's it it's being transcended, so to speak. And that's where the fearlessness comes in. So it's really about having the spiritual foundation. And that gives the strength of what you said, even more, uh, you know, Trump supporters or conservative right wing, whatever you may, and right wing is so much distorted anyways, the left, any time they say something right wing or alt right, they're equated with racism. You know, it's just, that's a whole other story. David Whitehead and I already talked about, but this is a foundation, this uh, having this deeper faith and trust in the divine and in life. And also, by the way, you know, when you do foster that connection with the divine through a, like, you know, like a myriad of like intentional self-work, which is what we do in our programs, you know, we handle all areas of mind, body and spirit, um, is it really does change your consciousness in ways that you like you could never like you can't like I can't even understand you know your ability to perceive things and to see the world is really um like changed through that connection to the divine and you and even in small glimpses you start to see things through the eyes of the divine this is like that higher knowledge you know so you start to see the hidden threads that that enter that that connect all of reality and you start to see the larger purpose behind things whereas for the most part what people get their happiness from is and this is not bad either is their relationships their friendships media you know these are all lower sources of like refueling yourself and validation from people. A lot of people know themselves in relation to other people, which is why it's so hard for them to speak out. But if you change that and you know yourself in relationship to God and the divine, that's the game changer because it's like that this is my favorite one of my favorite Tupac quotes. It's like, only God can judge me, you know, because it's true. This is the only person who you have to answer to. Quote unquote person. Yeah. Like, yeah, take feedback from other people, whatever. But at the end of the day, the thing that's going to give you the report card is is God, basically. You know, yeah. however you want to translate that, you can say it's a self or a source or whatever. You know, I know some people don't like the word God. I just use that as a general term. What I'm saying is that like once you once you know that's the person that you have to answer to every single day, yeah. it changes everything. Yeah, there's a force that transcends it all, divine force, divine will, which our, you know, ego has no and control of and that's what you realize too you go deep in the process the illusion of control from the egoic perspective that there is now again a much bigger process happening way beyond what we're seeing playing out in the world stage yeah right but that's the most important part and when we talk about connection to the divine god it also can be trouble for someone who never considered it who have triggers around god the word or, or mistake it of some guy in the sky you know bearded watching over humanity mm-hmm. because what we're talking about is not an intellectual concept it's not an intellectual concept of faith right or thought yeah. but it is an inner experience yeah and that comes only through the sincere aspiration the sincere inner work the sincere call yeah and then you have the glimpse within and then yes meant you start to see as it's called called in esoteric science to start to see the unseen mm-hmm. not only the darkness like the the evil behind the appearances but also the good and how the divine works through seemingly vessels we're not aware of that yeah. the divine is in everything that there's a bigger process right and yeah. that trusting the divine by the way and that surrender 
it's not a passive state. It doesn't imply non-action. That's a whole no, 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 misconception no, no. Yeah, of what yeah, people yeah. have. It's not just cowering in the corner, just praying, please God, help me and whatnot. Yeah. No, when you're infused with the, the divine force, you're infused with your deeper soul purpose, your true self, and act accordingly. It's a very active force. You become yes. even more, way more powerful force yeah. than being, uh, you know, clouded in your personality identity yeah people don't understand like a lot of the things that i write and a lot of things that you write is like we're getting inspiration from like some force outside of our small ego personality you know like every time i write i almost it's almost like a wave that i know how to recognize and catch because it's like that wave of inspiration which i don't think comes from my own personal self although it gets filtered through my personal experience you know and like, I just know that I have to write something or say something or create something, you know, and if it up to my own small limited ego self, I would just be like, no, I just want to just do my own thing. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> want to put myself out there, you know, so sometimes the divine actually pressures us to act in a way that's very uncomfortable for yes. our small ego self, Absolutely. which is really important. And on a practical perspective, you know, what this actually begins with, and maybe this is just the lens that I look through it, you know, is this connection with the divine really begins with the connection with your own psychic being, which begins in your own heart, you know? Yes. So this means being able to feel your life. And even I hate, like, I know how hard it is for people these days, but literally feel what's going on in the world. And then you see the situation we're in like i had really this big wake-up call when we were hiking and i saw how afraid these people were of us and i was like holy shit this has such implication long-term implications for us that it's actually quite scary yeah. you know and so that's where it begins and like opening our heart to life and to our life experiences. And even with like, we have to also watch out to like wanting to demonize or other or hate people or call them sheep who are just going along with the program, you know, because the only chance that we have of reaching these people, because we're not going to reach them through information. I'll tell you that because <laughs> they're already so brainwashed. That's already fixed in their mind is actually through relating to them through an open heart. And then that, that might not even work. Work, you know, but that's the only chance we have for the ones who have, you know, are still reachable. Because we also, what we talked about in the past uh, podcast, in the midst of this intersecting of two realities in this timeline reality split as well. Yeah. But you know, let's talk about all of this more in the second hour. Especially, we want to go deeper into the bigger cycles from astrological perspective, evolutionary yeah. astrology. We're going to talk about important. the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, which a lot of people have been talking about lately. The, it's coming up in the winter solstice. And um, yeah, let's talk about more. Right? I also want to talk about the great reset in light of the other side of the coin of past civilizations when the divine pressed the reset button and restarted the human experiment because time is not linear, but cyclical. So we are in this very precious time of transition uh, and talk more about what, what people can do. But, you know, for people to take away right now, you know, be more, it ties out to becoming more authentic, speaking out despite your fear with courage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't be afraid to engage in civil disobedience against these draconian regulations, right? Which is an insult to humanity. Insult to have some, I always say, have some dignity and respect for yourself. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Right? And also just like think about like what is the era that you would love to enter based on everything you've learned from this past cycle, you know, and what didn't work. And I know for, I know for myself, you know, this, you, this Aquarian 
era is really about this kind of like brotherhood of man, you know, and really seeing humanity as like, as, as our family as well. And like learning how to see the bigger picture perspective and, and break outside of our limited sense of self. Like a lot of people, they just live their lives very, um, you know, stuck in their own little bubble as well, but really look at like, what, what, like, what are the gifts I have to contribute to this next era in humanity? What's the world that I want to live in? And is my life a reflection of that? Exactly. And, and if not, why not? Like, and, and, and also, you know, another aspect I just want to touch on, you know, this whole cycle kicked off with his Jupiter Saturn Oh, sorry, not Jupiter, Saturn, no, Saturn-Pluto Pluto. conjunction, yeah. you know. So Saturn represents structure, government, you know. But then Pluto is this transformative process, which I know very intimately, you know. And we really have to be able to have that courage to engage in this transformative process. Because if your life, if the structures in your life aren't how you want them to be now, you know, be willing to enter in the fires of transformation to make it how you want it to be. Exactly. You and, know? Uh, let's go into deep into this in the second now. And also like, just to let people know, we're about to start our second installment, second round of our online course, Embodied Soul Awakening. We're taking uh, 25 people on the journey for the next eight weeks. But also just to let you guys know, we will have another course uh, the course uh, coming up, the same course starting in February. February. We haven't done first no, or second week of February. We don't know the uh, date yet, but we open up for application soon. So stay tuned. Sign up to my mailing list at veilofreality.com if you're not already. And also, again, if you're not a member yet, um, uh, in order to access the second hour, you can also sign up to the membership at veilofreality.com. And um, also just support yeah. our work as well. Like yes, even if you're you. not going to listen to the second hour, <laughs> if you like our podcast, if you like the writing we're doing in the world, you know, this is an amazing way that you can show your support for yeah. us too. Like become a Patreon. We would really appreciate it. Thank you guys. And see you soon in the next hour. <laughs>